You're listening to another episode of the Zag Eric Soap here, continuing our social distancing mini series. It's also now been expanded to talk to amazing NLC alums who are doing great work on the front lines in different cities related to COVID and the pandemic. Janora Ford is here, a 2020 fellow from Detroit. Excited to have her on and see how things are going in that part of the country. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. All right, Chidora, how would you describe morale in the city of Detroit these days? Our morale in the city of Detroit uh, these days is um, quite, quite different. Um, There's a lot going on. There's been a lot of change in hands, but Detroiters are resilient. Um, We have continued to win, not only against the pandemic, but anything, um, any obstacle that came our way, um, we continue to win. So Detroiters are the best and the morale here is awesome. Good to hear. I know you're doing work with the mayor's office. Share with folks a little bit about what you're uh, doing these days. Yeah, so uh, with the city of Detroit mayor's office, I have um, a job title as the Detroit D4 um, Vista. And in that role, um, I am able to be a representative for the city of Detroit to be the connection between um, the city residents and also elected officials um, so that the elected officials can hear the voice of the people, the taxpayers, the ones living in the homes um, next to abandoned houses, and those youth who are walking the streets or maybe catching buses to school. Um, so this this position very well put me in a position to help people all the time. And so do you mostly then uh, respond to feedback? Is it, is it feel reactive or do you get a chance to, to really do some long-term planning and, and kind of map out what the next four weeks, eight weeks will look like? How does the actual planning stages for something like this go? Um, So for us right now, um, there is a tracker tracker that we have. There is um, a database where we keep up um, with everything that we're doing. And I personally take accountability um, in this role to make sure that there is a process um, that not only my constituents follow, that I adhere to, to make sure um, that timelines are met. So there are senior citizens Um, and those who just may not know information, and I do my best to get that information out in a timely manner so that the people have access to the resources to get it back in. And when you think about um, important vital services that need to continue, there's definitely a lot locally that you would want to continue, but I know you're involved and interested in making sure things like the census are are going on as well. You know, what ways are you still trying to uh, kind of keep people aware of and um, interested in doing the things that we were all thinking about before all this happened? Um, so there's two ways for me. I am a millennial, um, so I'm on social media. Social media right now um, is the biggest thing outside of word of mouth. Um, so for both Census Detroit 2020 and also Census National, I am um, the face of these census. So I have um, made, made a, a pack with my friends that every time I text them a different billboard, or every time they text me a billboard that I'm on, we have to text or call 20 people and tell them to make sure they fill out their census 2020. And so far, that's, uh, for me, 80, 80 calls that have been made plus. But um, yeah, so we just make sure that, that people are filling out their census. And then there's people um, who were looking for resources before this whole pandemic came. So those people I'm following up with, too, making sure that they're able to go online and have access to um, finish completing for those um, resources. And then in terms of your constituents, what kind of variety and in internet access are you seeing amongst people, amongst families? 
So uh, what the city is doing right now for our school age kids, and um, there has been some churches and other organizations um, that have given out tablets and laptops, but for DPS children, every child um, that was in a DPS school will receive a um, tablet or some type of laptop so they can work from over the summer. Even with our um, GDYT, which stands for Grow Detroit Young Talent, which is a workforce development program for the youth to work, uh, with the precautions that we have now, we're going to make sure they still have that same access, but it will be a virtual five-week training online. And so just making sure that the youth have the access, and not only that, me being a partner with AT&T and reaching out to them and letting them know different households and students who still don't have the internet access. And then they're able, their parents are able to take that resource and bring it into the household. So we want to make sure that in order to help heal the child, that that household gets the needs that need to be met. Yeah, that's great. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about NLC and what it's like to be a fellow in these strange pandemic times. Thanks for tuning into this episode of The Zag. We'll be right back. Yeah, sure. It's so interesting to be a fellow because so much of the fellow experience is about connecting with your fellow fellows and seeing them in person and bonding on those Saturday and Sundays. What has the transition to the virtual institute been like? Um, it's been a little of a challenge with connecting with uh, my friends and my fellows, like physically, because when you see them on the screen, you're like, oh, I want to hug. I want to say hi because we built a bond. You know, the NLC New Leaders Council is not just another cohort or not just another organization, but it's actually intentional. And they're intentional about the bonding periods. They're intentional about making the connection of building the next leaders um, here in Detroit. And so that's very important. And so to not have that touch feel that we've had in the past is a little challenging, but it's still amazing because they do their best and they make sure um, that we have the best presenters as well. So it's like that, that pro and that con. We still have the best, but yet we don't have each other to lean on and touch. And then... It- has there already been talks or, or plans for how you all will think about uh, keeping the momentum going for the chapter into the late fall into next year, both in terms of, uh, I guess, seeing each other, but also in terms of programming or, or fundraising for, for future chapters? What kind of conversations have happened so far? So, yes, all of our um, next April and May, for sure, um, meetings had, will be online. Well, the one we had this past weekend for April, that was online. That was cool. Um, the one for May is already set up to be online. And then we have a national conference that's usually in August, but that may be virtual as well. Um, and then we were, I know we were looking forward to meet other chapters and other people, but at the same time, we do know about the safety of our community and the, and the safety of one another. So we want to respect that. Hey, last thing, in terms of how you yourself are, are trying to find joy or trying to find some, some mental peace, what kind of things have been helpful for you during these times? Um, so for me, um, it's been just helpful to continue the work that I started. Um, Ten years ago, I started a, a program called Destined for Greatness Mentoring, and Destined for Greatness was a target group for young ladies 11 to 21. So those were the girls that were at risk. They were, you know, impoverished situations and they grew up in the same community in which I grew up in. And a lot of people don't make it out. But me being a success story and and not a statistic, 
Um, I went back and, you know, started helping the schools and the community, even my high school, um, where I sit as a uh, advisory board council member, Denby High School. I continue to make sure that my girls have everything they need. And we have mentored over 5,000 girls. We've helped over 10,000 families. And at this very moment, we have about three programs running. One, which is um, for babies. We give out diapers and wipes to babies every week. Um, no, or every other week, I should say. We have about 100 parents who come and they, it's curbside. They just open up their trunk. We're able to give them diapers, wipes, infamil, um hygiene products for the household. We have our um, target age, which is our girls 11 to 18. We meet online virtually. We have Mental Health Tuesdays and Physical Fit Thursdays, where they have an hour where we can all talk about mental and physical health because that's the biggest thing during this pandemic is how do we prevent PTSD? How do we get people staying active and moving forward? Um, and then we have our senior program where we're dropping off hot meals um, to seniors because some of them don't have that next door neighbor, may not live in an apartment where they can go and knock on the door. So me being able to continuously help people in my role um, has kept me and made me happy every day. Love it. Listen, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for all the work that you're doing in Detroit. And thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode. Make sure to catch all past episodes at all the places you get your podcast, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher. They're all there. Catch up with some amazing progressive young folks doing things all across the country on the front lines of COVID and our pandemic. And until next time, we'll catch you soon.